Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Mark your calendars. It's coming up on Sunday. The green flag is set to drop at 1245 as the anticipation is building. Drivers gearing up for the iconic event to be held at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And we have such a special guest with us. I cannot believe he would risk ruining his reputation to be associated with us. But he is one of the great broadcasters and great people throughout central indiana the voice of the indianapolis 500 you will hear him and people will hear him across the country sunday mark james joins us now mark how are you my friend i'm doing well thank you very much for the invite i appreciate it i'm honored truly thank you do you ever stop on sunday before the the green flag drops and you go oh my gosh there's a gajillion people across this country listening to me yeah, I don't know that it's in those terms, but certainly the 300,000-plus that I see kind of connects me to the fact that uh, it's a pretty big deal. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think, you know, the uh, the, the, the time that uh, that starts to kind of wash over me is, um, uh, you know, I get there pretty early and kind of watch the place come to life, and then we have, you know, plenty of interviews and uh, things to do before our production meeting at 10. And then um, usually when that wraps up before we go on at 11, I'll go outside and find a quiet place to stand or sit. And, and I literally try to connect myself to, you know, my predecessors, uh, you know, Mike King and Bob Jenkins and Sid Collins, Lou Palmer, Paul Page, and think about uh, their thoughts on that day. And, um, and also think about how lucky I am that some corn fed kid from Monrovia, Indiana landed in that chair. And, yeah. um, uh, think that uh, we're 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 ready to do something pretty daggone cool. That's for sure. Well, and look, this is a total bias, you know, because I've known you for years and broadcast with you, and you're just an outstanding human being. But I love the fact that a Hoosier lifer has this gig because a big part of that is being connected with Indiana and, and Indianapolis. And I know that's a big thing for you because you are you are Indiana, man. Well, I appreciate that, and uh, you know, I'm obviously very proud of my hometown. I, I promoted a lot, and it's uh, done a lot for me. It's kind of where my career started, oh, so many years ago, doing sports reports for Monrovia football and basketball for the Marketville Station, getting paid a whopping five bucks a game. I mean, Rob, you, you remember what you got paid when you first started in your career, you know? And you just don't do it for the money; you do it because it's something that you always wanted to do. And uh, it's been a it's been a wild ride that uh, that led me to this point, and. Uh, I've told this story. I said, you know, when I got home my first year in 96 that I was a pit reporter, uh, my wife asked me how it went. And I said, well, I said, I think they were happy. I said, but if they don't ask me back, I'll have done it one more time than a lot of guys get to. So Mm -hmm. for 27 years, I've been playing with house money. Mark Jaynes joins us on the drivehubular.com hotline. So, Mark, uh, it's Casey. And, you know, like you, I've been in the broadcast industry for a long time. But when I was young, I used to play radio. I can recall uh, sitting around in the bedroom doing W-O-O-P, it's Whoop, the fake radio station that we made up. Did you ever do anything like that when you were young? 
Well, yeah, and I mean, I was inspired by uh, by Niall Denny, who was my principal at Hall Elementary School. He was a retired colonel from the military, and uh, one day I was coming off the uh, playground after playing softball, and uh, I was in uh, sixth grade, and uh, he asked me what I wanted to do with my life. And I said, well, I wanted to be a Major League Baseball player. And he said, well, I've watched you play softball the last couple of days. You might re- you might want to rethink that because you're not very good. Uh, he said that. <laughs> He said, but with your obvious inability to keep your mouth shut, your love of sports, you ought to think about a career in broadcasting. And so we went and talked about it, and he, he gave me some uh, some ideas, you know, start calling radio stations and talking to disc jockeys and air personalities and uh, asked my parents to buy me a realistic cassette recorder and used to make up Mach Indy 500s uh, with, uh, with the kids in my neighborhood. So, uh, so yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's kind of where this all began for me. Mark, we had our man Stingray Rob who's one of the greatest names in the history of sports period, much less, you know, racing on yesterday. And it just seems like, and you're at the track every day, you've been at the track every day for many years, it seems like there is a newfound enthusiasm for the Indy 500 in terms of maybe it's the speed, maybe it's the idea of, hey, COVID reminded us how special these things are and being able to do these things. It just seems like there is a new level of excitement and enthusiasm for the 500, maybe like we've never seen before. You're there every day. What are you feeling? Well, I think, you know, all of the reasons you mentioned were because of that. And I mean, I'll, I'll go back to uh, the, the outstanding marketing plan that, that Doug Bowles and everyone at IMS put together for the 100th. If you recall at the time, the theme was fast forward. And, uh, you know, they wanted to pay respect to the, the first 100 years of the event, but uh, they kind of wanted to create a, a, a renewed interest and a newfound enthusiasm for the race itself. And I think that they were headed in that direction until the uh, until the pandemic stepped in. But um, I, I think what you're seeing is just, uh, you know, as you suggest, uh, one year we ran it without fans, which I never want to do again. And then we had limited capacity. And um, I, I think that, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's pumped life. It's pumped energy into it. But I also think that uh, the desire to remind folks that it's there and give people more things to do when they are there because our attention spans are uh, attention spans are so short now. I mean, uh, Penske Entertainment and again Doug Bowles at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, that entire organization. I mean, every time I pull into the place now, I notice something new and improved, and I think that's going to be the case for the foreseeable future. Um, I think if we can be impressed by all the changes and the upgrades and the improvements that have made been made in the last couple of years. Uh, I don't think we've, we've seen anything yet. And um, it's uh, the greatest race course in the world. And, and I think Roger Penske and his team, Doug Bowles and his team, are going to do everything moving forward to make sure it continues to look like that. Mark Jane's the voice of the Indy 500. Our guest, Hammer, and I were talking about this yesterday, about what you do and how hard it is. So, like, you know this, Mark. Baseball's kind of easy, right? There's the pitch, yeah. fly ball left yeah. field, catch one out. You know, football, there's the snap, uh, uh, you know, off uh, run off right in five yards second brings up second down you guys have to paint a picture of cars that are moving 225 plus miles per hour and you're having to paint a picture to people like me who look the indy 500 may be the only thing we intensely consume in terms of racing each year and i'm curious how you go about that because it is such a tough task 
Well, I think, you know, the passion and enthusiasm that I have for the event and the place, I think, is echoed by the entire crew that we have because all of these people are uh, connected in, in, in some way, shape, or form and have been to this event for a number of years and and would would, would most likely be there at the Northeast Vista or the Southeast Vista or wherever it might be uh, if, if, if they weren't part of the radio network. Uh, you know, the overwhelming majority of us are Hoosiers or Midwesterners, and so... Uh, you know, you match that with the incredible talents as broadcasters. I mean, the lineup we have, I mean, you know, you go around the turns and Nick Yeoman and Michael Young and, and, and Jake Query and Chris Denary, I mean, all of those guys have, have been with us, you know, 13 years or more. And then, you know, you've got Chris Denary, who's been in turn four now for 20-plus years, been a part of the radio network for 26 years. Uh, Davey Hamilton is, you know, obviously a very accomplished driver, a two-time series runner-up. Made, I believe, 11,500 stars. Then you go down Pit Road and you've got Ryan Marine who covers about anything and everything with wheels and a motor and is ultra intelligent. <laughs> and then, you know, you've got, you've got Alex Wolf, who's a, 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 a tremendous historian about all forms of motorsports. Scott Sander is one of the best anchors in television in the history of this town. And you've got Rob Blackman, the voice of the Purdue Boilermakers. So, you know, Rob, I've got the easiest job in the world. All I got to do is let all those guys do their job, <laughs> stay out of the way and not screw it up. Well, you say that you have the easiest job in the world and that uh, leads me to my question. So you're there and you're working. Do you actually ever get to enjoy the race do you have a best memory of any of the races that you've called well, thank you for calling it work. I appreciate that. I, I don't know that a lot of people see this, but uh, you know, it's uh, it's a labor of love for sure. You know, I, I would say that um, uh, I was in turn three for 15 years before I became uh, the voice of the 500, and um, and I would say the the two, 2006 uh, battle between Sam Hornish Jr. and Marco that I was a part of was probably my favorite. But uh, uh, there's no question. I mean, I, I don't. I don't think the only thing I think that could top me having the opportunity to call Elio's historic fourth win would be if I get the opportunity to call his fifth win. But I was yeah. uh, honored to be a part of all four of those wins and be on the call. But certainly my favorite memory thus far um, in my my 28 years with the network is having the honor and privilege to uh, to say that there were four for Elio for sure. Yeah. Before we let Mark go, I always tell the story when he's on with us because we have new listeners all the time. Here is what an incredible broadcaster Mark is. So Mark and I. This was to this would have been in 2003. We did a Tri-West regional football game or semi-state football game, and it's like on the southern border of Indiana. This is in the early days of cell service, and the equipment we go out there, the phone doesn't work. I can't get a call out. <laughs> But the cell phone that we had, the backup cell phone, which was literally an early days flip phone, did for some reason work. And I said, Mark, I don't have gear for this. He goes, give me the phone. And Casey, Mark puts that phone to his ear and holds it up and calls an entire football game for three and a half hours. And he just no big deal. I mean, Mark, do you remember doing that? I, I do remember doing that. I do, and um, you know, I've, I've I've got a lot of stories like that over the years, and then you know, being at press boxes and gyms for you know basketball and football and baseball, and um, I, I tell you, there, you, you know, you and I both have very good friends that that still do that on a regular basis, and, and God bless them for it. Uh, I, I I I think it's great that they continue to promote high school athletics to the level at which they do. But uh, I would say, thankfully, Rob, technology has come a long way, so guys don't have to do that very often yeah. anymore. <laughs> you have to be able to roll with the changes and any technical problems that come in your way. Do you show up on race day with a bunch of notes? How do you prepare? 
Well, actually, I, I, our last day, I, I teach communications full-time at Monrovia High School, and uh, and, and uh, we've got a staff day today because the last day of school was yesterday, and, and, and my desk right now is uh, is covered with, uh, you know, the, the, the pre-race, and, and I'm trying to get all that together and time all of that out. And so, you know, I've, I've got stacks of notes that I would use on race day and everything. But, you know, honestly, um, there's so much going on uh, and it's going so fast. And, and as I alluded to earlier, with the people I have at my disposal, people say, well, how do you keep track of, for instance, uh, pit strategy and, and the fuel window and things of that nature? I said, well, I've got a guy who's been a race strategist sitting right next to me, so I let him do that. Um, and, and, you know, those guys at the turns all have facts and figures on all of these drivers, and, and I don't take that thunder away from them. Uh, I let the pit reporters uh, work through our pit producer, Brian Livingston, uh, and, 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 and it's up to them to kind of keep track on, on what the pit strategy is from, from the driver and the team's perspective. So, again, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just the conductor, I suppose. And, and while I do have notes and I do spend a fair amount of time preparing, I actually start preparing the, the pre-race show for the 500, some elements of it, as early as mid-April. Wow. Uh, just to make sure that it all times out right with our uh, outstanding producer, Sam Rumsa. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, if most of the work each and every year kind of happens organically because – you know, I've learned with live sporting events especially, you don't prepare a number of storylines because if you prepared for a certain storyline, you never know when something's going to unfold, like with what happened with Graham Rahal and mm-hmm. Steph Wilson and that whole story. So it's it, it's always a good idea to leave yourself enough wiggle room to be able to put those stories uh, and make those stories part of the show as they unfold throughout the course of the, the two weeks or so. Mark James, you are a national treasure. No one deserves this job more than you. I can't wait to listen to you on uh, Sunday. And uh, best of luck, my friend. Uh, you're You're the best. Well, happy for you and your success. Congratulations on the success of your show. Thanks for allowing me to be a part of it today. And as we say, now stay tuned for the greatest spectacle in racing, huh? Absolutely. Good job, my friend. Thank you. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.